Welcome back, Statesman viewers, to another episode of the Statesman Sports Spotlight Homecoming Edition. Last year, we previewed homecoming with an interview with the starting quarterback of the Stony Brook football team, who at the time was Charlie McKee. And he went on to have one of the best games in school history on homecoming. So let's just say that this podcast should be a good omen for Casey Case, who is joining me now. Casey, my man, what's going on? Nothing much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for taking the time. So for those of you who were unaware, Casey is the starting quarterback at Stony Brook University. Uh, It's his first year at the helm after spending three years with Buffalo. Um, Anyone who wants to know more about Casey can read my profile on him that we published back in mid-August before the year began. So Casey, you know, when I first approached you that day at Media Day, it was August 17th. I approached you to interview you, introduce myself, blah, blah, blah. And I know that I told you something along the lines of, I'm looking to make you a celebrity, something like that. That's usually what I what I tell people when, I, when I'm uh, writing a profile for them. Uh, but this time it actually came to fruition. So the night you guys went down to Arkansas State, the game was on ESPN Plus, and the second quarter opened with you guys driving, and the broadcast booth threw it down to the sideline reporter, and uh, and she mentioned she started talking about you. She mentioned your ACL tear as a middle schooler, and then she cited that she got the interview from the statesman from the article that I wrote. So on ESPN, you and I both got some you know national recognition. So thanks again for helping me out with that. Yeah, that was awesome. My. Uh... It's funny because I, I had family watching, of course, and uh, they like texted me after the game and they literally talked about the article, too. They were like, yeah, it was so cool. Like they mentioned like your Bible verse on there and like the, the profile that the statesman wrote up for you. So I was like, so, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's why we do it. Right. So, OK, I'm done tooting my own horn. Let's make this about you and the team. Um, so. No pun intended, but you're an interesting case. So in reality, you're a first year graduate student, right? Uh, but you're overall, you're just a fourth year college student. You're the same age as me. Uh, you got your bachelor's degree in three years at Buffalo. Um, however, by the NCAA standards, you're a redshirt junior. But as a player on the field, you're really a rookie in his first year. So what I'm trying to ask you is, what do you tell people you are when they come asking? Yeah, that's a great question. It's usually not a straight up answer. It's like, I'll have to go through the whole process. Okay, I go three years. So I'm in my fourth year of college, but I'm in grad school. But then there's the whole COVID thing. So it's like, all right, my count. And then I redshirted. So then it's like, all right, so I'm in my fourth year, but I also have two more years after this. So I guess redshirt junior, I don't know, two years left grad student with Two years of eligibility after this, I guess. Like it's it's kind of hard, but that's usually the rundown I give everyone. I imagine your answer always begins with yes. Yeah, so it's a long story. Uh, Every time, it's like it's it's never a straight answer. It never is after uh, COVID and all the craziness we've had the past couple of years. Never a straight answer. No, of course. And you have three years of eligibility. Well, this year and then two years of eligibility afterwards. So it usually doesn't take three years to get an MBA. So, I mean, by your by your sixth year, are we going to be calling you Dr. Case? <laughs> you know, you go for a PhD. <laughs> I was talking to my dad about that the other day. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be done with my MBA. Two more semesters after this. So I'll have the last year. No clue what I'll do at that point in terms of education. But yeah. That would be awesome, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but it would be cool to see you, you know, walking out onto the field with a, you know, with a lab coat on or something like that. So, anyway, 
you're a very recognizable person. You're six foot six. So obviously you tower over the average human. And, you know, if you spend your time only around basketball players, you're just an average size person. But six foot six makes you very easy to spot. Um, however, you know, this is a more research oriented and kind of like nerdy school than it is a jocular sporty school. So do you get recognized by your fellow students as the quarterback of the football team or do they still not, you know, do they still have to ask you? Hey man, you're tall. Do you play sports? Yeah, it's more. I feel like it's more the like faculty that notices than like the the students. The students, I think, just probably assume I'm on the basketball team. Right. That's that's. They're like, oh, you play basketball, right? Like, <laughs> no. Well, and then they'll usually either be like, oh, so like quarterback or tight end. Like they're always like, all right, see, they got to be tight end or quarterback. So mm-hmm. that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. At least you know somebody's noticing. So. Um, since we've spoken on August 17th, you've played in six full real life division one football games. So how do you think it's gone so far from an individual perspective? And, uh, would you say that the experience is helping you grow as a quarterback? Yeah. I mean, it's all experience, good experience. Um, I would say that the guys around me have been doing a great job helping me out, you know, first start, start off Delaware was a tough game. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, I feel like I've just been learning a ton, uh, getting more comfortable in the offense, better chemistry with receivers. Um, so I feel like I've been improving overall. That's just the goal every week. Just improve every week. Don't make the same mistakes twice. Right. Absolutely. Which, you know, which you've done, you've improved every, every week. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about Delaware first. So, which, you know, I, I know you, you probably wish we could just move on from it. We'll move on permanently after this. Okay. How does that sound? Um, so you know you've clearly gotten better since your first time out um that game against delaware opening night eleven thousand people in the stands delaware is a top 25 team in the nation um and you know like through the first three quarters you made a couple good throws i i thought you looked fine uh but then obviously the wheels fell off in the fourth um so what was that first game like for you and you know, how did that kind of that that failure, those struggles and the adversity you faced help you get better, you know, for the games that followed? Yeah, first of all, it was amazing atmosphere. Like you said, like all the people in the stands, 11,000, whatever it was you said, it was the atmosphere was electric. That was awesome. Having my family there, too. That was awesome. Um, but I, th- I think it was great to just get out there and, and shake the rust off, get the first start kind of out of the way, get out there, get a feel for the game, get a feel for the speed of the game. Um, hadn't, hadn't started a game since uh, 2019. So, you know, right. been a lot of years out there actually playing a game. Um, but, yeah, it felt great to get out there and, and uh, get hit, you know, just kind of shake the rust off. But, yeah, it was, it was really a cool opportunity. The atmosphere was amazing. Yeah, for sure. So in the five games since opening day, you've been like, you know, much better. Um, You know, not only that, but like you said, you've gotten better each and every week. Um, So since week one, just from a statistical standpoint, and it's not all stats, you know, I I don't judge you just based on stats, but it's that's the easiest thing to bring up in in interviews like this. So um, since week one, you've completed 59 percent of your throws and and you've had a couple of drops mixed in there, too. So you've been pretty accurate uh, with the ball. You've thrown eight touchdowns, only five picks. You've averaged 221 yards per game, which is on pace for about a 2,400-yard season, which would be top three in program history. So, uh, you know, just just what's been the biggest difference for you from week one until now that's led to this improvement? 
I think just slowing the game down and really using my eyes and trusting my reads. I think you got the first game out of the way. That was over with after that. Uh, I just felt a lot more comfortable within the system and a lot more comfortable just out there, you know, using my eyes, making the right reads. You know, you don't have to make the impossible play. Just make the play that's there. Take what the defense gives you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny, too, because, like, comfortability shows in the stat sheet. Like, when when you're more comfortable throwing the ball, you're typically more accurate. You know, and that's, that's what you look like. It's not so much that you look more accurate. I mean, you do. But you look comfortable. Your feet are calm you know you're very calm cool and collected so so do you think that you've officially arrived as a quarterback like would you say that you've you've hit your stride that you're in mid-season form you're where you want to be yeah just the way my mind works I just remember the throws I've missed and could have made better reads um so I mean we're definitely in mid-season I don't know if we say mid-season form but I feel like I'm not there in terms of having like my best game. You know what I mean? Like a playing a full complete game. Like there's been improvement in certain areas, but I'm still pushing to have have those games where you know I feel like I play a complete game. Um, and no game's gonna be perfect, but I just I have a higher standard for myself than the way that I have been playing in the past the first half of the season. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, we've seen you get closer and closer. I, that's a good way of putting it. That's that's a way that I never put it uh, this year, the, the whole complete game thing. But we've seen you get closer and closer by the week to playing a full four quarters of really good football. So how close would you say you are to it? Hopefully two days away, I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a process, a learning process. Like, like I said earlier, just not making the same mistakes twice, uh, feeling comfortable sinking into the game. Um and just taking it one play at a time. I think that's that's one thing that really helped me is, you know, you make a mistake, mess up on a play, like that's one play. Like you have to move on to the next play. Every play has a has a life of its own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, know, you, you mess up, you can always make it up on the next play. You just you, – where you really get messed up is if you're thinking about the mistake you made a couple of plays ago. You have to take each play as it comes, make the right read for that play and live in that moment, and you'll be a much better player if you do that. For sure. Now, earlier, a couple of answers ago, you had mentioned about how, you know, you just have to make the play that's there, not the crazy play. But you've shown the ability to make a couple of throws, you know, a couple of throws that maybe not everybody could make. I mean, even in your last game against Fordham, that touchdown that you threw to Anthony, um, Anthony Johnson, you know, Fordham, Fordham sent the house. I think they sent eight. You guys only had five blockers. Um, You rolled out to your right lofted it up down the field off your back foot threw a strike in the end zone to Anthony Johnson. Now it's actually Anthony who I want to talk about. So you and Anthony have built a really strong connection. It's one that I haven't seen in my time at Stony Brook. We haven't seen that in a while between a quarterback and a receiver. I'm trying my hardest not to call it the Casey Anthony connection, honestly. Uh, (laughs) But in all seriousness, what makes Anthony Johnson such a special wide receiver? And why do you love throwing to him so much? He's, he's just a great all-around player, honestly. Um, he's a great feel for the game, great feel for space. Like, you know, there's times where, you know, he can kind of see what a defense is doing and maybe settle down in a zone. And even if he has, you know, a certain route to run, he can kind of work on the fly. Um, and like like you saw on that play, I mean, that was that was all, all Anthony. That was me just giving him a shot and knowing that he was going to come down with the ball. Like, they mm-hmm. sent the house, you know, man coverage, just him and – him and another guy on an island, like, I just know that Ant's going to make that play. 
Absolutely. So what went into building that trust between you and Anthony? I mean, it looked like you guys had been clicking even in the, um, you know, even, even in the spring game, even in, you know, training camp in the summer. So, so what went into, to establishing that connection between the two of you? I think it's just the time, the time that we've had uh, since spring ball, it's spring ball and then summer doing seven on sevens in the summer and fall camp. It's just, you know, we've been together for whatever it's been eight or nine months now, you know, getting close to a year so it's just that connection you build up over time it doesn't doesn't come overnight yeah you think coming in at the same time you know essentially like the same background fbi skies didn't play wanted an opportunity to play came to stony brook at the exact same time you think that kind of helped you maybe build a uh, you know a good relationship with him for sure it's, it's always great when you you come in with someone and, and you have that spring ball to kind of experiment and get to know each other yeah. it always helps so this week you're going to be playing in your first ever college homecoming game. Um, how are you feeling about this upcoming moment for you? I'm excited. We had a, a great week of practice so far. Preparation's been going well. Just excited to go out there and play that complete game. So New Hampshire is a very good team, right? But they're having a down year. They've shown some susceptibility. What do you guys have to do to beat them? Are you seeing any flaws in there uh, or weaknesses in their team that you're looking to exploit, you know, without giving too much of the game plan away? Right, right. Um, like you said, they're they're a solid team, solid all-around team. Um, I, I think, like I said earlier, we're just going to have to take what they give us and make the routine play. And then when there is an opportunity to have an explosive play and throw the ball down on field, I think we have to capitalize on those opportunities and, and get points out of that. Yeah, for sure. So look, this is this is all I've got for you left. I I only have uh one more question for you. You stood tall so far and knocked them all out of the park. So let's see how you handle this one. So you guys are obviously in a rut as a team, and you individually are are still looking for your first career win. Whenever that first dub comes, whether it's this Saturday, whether it's later this year, whether it's next year, how great is that moment going to be for you when you finally get that first win? It'll feel amazing. It'll feel amazing for, for all of us, I'm sure. Um, but we're just taking it one day at a time. And I think the only way that you, you get to that point is improving as an individual and as a unit and as a team one day at a time and getting better. You know what I mean? We've got to get better in certain areas. I have to play better. We have to play better as a unit. Um, and that comes from taking practice seriously and, and uh, building on good days of practice, getting a win. Exactly. The simple stuff, right? But it's so much easier said than done. All right, Casey. Hey, thank you so much. You were great. Good luck this weekend. I'll be there. I'll see you. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. Good luck. Thanks for having me. See you there. Of course.